0: And welcome to episode 101 of the Get More Sports Podcast. My name is Doug McCain. Thanks for rocking with us once again on today's episode. A new postseason format in Major League Baseball. Carlos Beltran was behind the Astros cheating scandal. And Zion Williamson is balling out of control. What is Zion's peak and can he catch... John Moran for Rookie of the Year. All that much more here on Episode 101 of the Get More Sports Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you get your podcasts these days. And then head over to YouTube and give me all your takes right down below in the comment section about Mookie Betts. I got one from Dan Serrano who says, I feel like Mookie is overrated. Too much hype. And then Daniel Walker says, what a great trade. LMAO, the Christmas clip. So good. And then Matthew Aldiano, Dodgers get an A-plus from me. This is the move they needed to win the World series, but we've got a jam-packed show for you guys, lots to get into, so let's get right into it. It's showtime! Are you ready? What a baby? Baby, baby. Let's get it on. Half the teams in Major League Baseball make the postseason. That's not a hot take. That's something that could be a reality as early as 2022. There's a new MLB playoff proposal playoffs? that leaked a few days playoffs? ago, and we're going to break that all down, see what you think about it. Now, it starts with going from five to seven teams in each league making the postseason. So, currently, you have five teams that make the postseason. You've got the three division winners. Then you have the two wildcard teams. They play a one-game playoff. Then the wildcard plays the top seed in each league. Well, under the new playoff proposal, seven teams from each league will make the postseason. And then teams with the best record in each league get wildcard round buys. And then two other division winners and top wildcard team host all games of the three game series in the wild card round. So that's the first real major, major shakeup. That team would host all three home games, so the wild card team would even get their own home game in their own home ballpark. So that's a major shakeup. And then two other division winners get to pick their wild card round opponents during a live broadcast from three other wild card teams. The top wild card team plays the unpicked team. So we're talking about a live broadcast, something similar to the NCAA tournament, except that team gets to pick their opponent. So that's a major shakeup. And then three series winners and team with a bye advance to the divisional round. So this is a major shakeup, and it looks like it could be a real possibility. Now, Joel Sherman of the New York Post said, MLB is seriously weighing a move from five to seven playoff teams in each league beginning in 2022. So this isn't some far-out idea. This is something that could go into effect in as little as two years from now. Now, going in-depth into some of these proposed changes, how does this impact the elite teams? That is what I focused on is how will this impact the elite teams because, hey, we all know how it works in sports. You rarely get to the championship unless you're one or two seed in your league. Major League Baseball. Although last year, the Washington Nationals, they made a run from wild card all the way to World Series title. So Major League Baseball, more than any sport, a team can get hot in the postseason and win a title. And if you look at it, the teams with the best records in the National League and the American League each earn a bye and automatically advance to the Division Series Round. So my first thought about this was we know the NFL is the most successful league in America, the most successful league in the world, and that league has first-round buys. For the best teams in their respective conferences, their respective leagues. So maybe they're trying to replicate the NFL. And so what you're seeing here is the beginning of the collective bargaining process. Major League Baseball, if they want more games. Players are going to want a bigger cut of that baseball-related income. Maybe they'll want to raise that minimum salary. They're going to want something if baseball gets more games. So what you're seeing is the beginning of a negotiation here. And then where it gets kind of complicated is the second. The other two division winners and the top wildcard club in both the AL and NL host best of three series against the other three wildcard entrants with all games played on the top team's turf so a major shakeup here in Major League Baseball and why now why is Major League Baseball going this route are they suffering that bad well according to Joel Sherman In 2019, attendance was down for a seventh straight year. Many factors have led to the dip, but clearly one is so many teams surrendering playoff objectives before or during season. So look, I'm out here in Dodger country. We don't understand that level of ineptitude. The Los Angeles Dodgers, they've won seven straight division titles, but you got clubs out there like the San Diego Padres, the Colorado Rockies, teams that are solid, but they're not playoff contenders. This would open up a whole new pool of contenders and I think that would be good for Major League Baseball because you have one of two teams right now in Major League Baseball. You have the Juggernauts, the New York Yankees, the Los Angeles Dodgers, teams that have the resources and the rosters to be World Series contenders year in and year out. Most franchises, those second-tier franchises, the ones that they have some talent, they have some young talent, but they don't have the deep pockets of those major markets like the Yankees, like the Dodgers. I think it would be great for some of these franchises to have some hope to have some optimism and to watch the playoffs from their bleachers and not their couches, to actually get into the playoffs and have a chance to win a World Series. Well, Bob Costas, he thinks it could get done. Here's Bob Costas on the Major League Baseball playoff proposal. Okay, now we have this proposal from the commissioner, and we're not going to run down all the complicated whys and wherefores of it, but I think it's very interesting, and it has a lot of merit. Now I get it. Major League Baseball, they're trying to be innovative. They're trying to appeal to a younger audience, but I don't like this whole idea of becoming a gimmick. I don't know if they're trying to take a page out of the NBA. Well, they pick teams. That's an all-star game. That's not their playoffs, okay? They need to get back to what's best for Major League Baseball, and they need to market their superstars. Guys like Mike Trout, guys like Mookie Betts and Francisco Lindor. We need to know about these guys, and they need to do a better job pushing their content. Because look, yes, I'm okay with adding some playoff teams. I do think there could be a benefit to that, but not in this fashion where it's gimmicky, it's a reality TV show. And I also think this is very clever and strategic by Rob Manfred because, hey, the whole baseball world right now is saying, hey, the Houston Astros just got away with murder with the Houston Astros sign-stealing scandal, and you're trying to shift the focus off that. The timing says that to me. I think this is a little dirty trick by Rob Manfred because, hey, I don't care about the playoffs right now. The playoffs are a long way from now. I still care about the Houston Astros cheating scandal, and anything that deviates from that to me is meaningless right now. Because, you You know what's really going to hurt Major League Baseball is when fans don't trust the Commissioner. When the Commissioner doesn't adequately punish a team that cheated to win the World Series. Because, hey, there's a lot of bad blood between fan bases and Major League Baseball. you got to clean up the game, and hey, I'm okay with adding some teams to the playoff picture. I don't think that's a bad idea. I think you get more teams playing more meaningful baseball late in the season, but don't come out here and tell me that you can change the playoff format, but you can't change the history books you can add two new teams to the playoff picture but you can't take away the 2017 World Series oh man Fred nice try I see what you're doing out there if you want to change something you change the 2017 World Series you take that title away from the Houston Astros Zion Williamson went off last night against the Portland Trailblazers. The best game of his young career. Look, do we even need to call him Zion Williamson at this point? I think he's already at that one word, one name status. We're just calling him Zion from now on. And last night he had a signature performance. He showed up. He showed out. He made it look easy in the big easy, putting up 31 points, nine rebounds, five assists on 58% shooting, went 10 of 17, had a game high plus 25 Zion Williamson was elite last night and he's in elite company Zion's averaging 21 points per game on 57.6% shooting 20 points on 50% shooting in his first nine career games in the last 36 seasons the only players to have done that are Grant Hill who averaged 20.8 points per game on 52.4% shooting. Shaquille O'Neal, the big diesel, put up 24.1 points per game on 54.7% shooting. Then the Admiral, David Robinson, 21.2 points per game on 50% shooting. And then Michael Jordan, the GOAT, 27.3 points per game on 51.1% shooting. So we're talking about some of the greatest players of all time, That's how Zion's start has gone so far. Zion has been better than advertised. We thought he was going to be good. Zion has been great. We thought he was going to be elite. He looks like a phenom. He doesn't look like a man amongst boys. He looks like a monster among boys. This guy, I mean, just look last night. He's going up against Hassan Whiteside, one of the best shot blockers in the NBA, a guy that blocks everything but the sun, and Zion Williamson made him look smaller than Kevin Hart. He was doing work. He was getting in his grill. He was getting whatever he wanted around the rim and it's the finesse. He's got the power but he also has that touch to finish around the rim. Last night he proved to me that he's going to be a dominant force in this league for at least 8 to 10 years. Look, the only thing that can get in the way of Zion and a championship, Zion and a Hall of Fame career is the injury bug. Yes, if he gets injured, if those knees don't support all that force all that torque he puts on them, yes he could have some issues, but I'm saying let's enjoy this ride. Let's just hope that he doesn't get injured. Because right now, to me, he's the combination of Sean Kemp and Shaquille O'Neal. He's the diesel and the rain man combined, and he can also hit it from deep. So you got to throw in Larry Johnson in there. Mr. Grandmama, I think, it's a combination of those three great players. Here's Zion Williamson after last night's dominating performance. Um, I thing it was just finding my spots and... Then you know, like my teammates just finding me, um, you know, that whenever I'd get open, they'd see me. Um, even when I wouldn't be open, they'd still try to give me the ball. So for them, I think it was a big part of them, you know, just helping me get the ball. I expect to make an impact, but I don't expect to do nothing like this. Um, just kind of look to come in, just kind of fit in, just not try to mess up. But my teammates and coaches are always pushing me, say, no, like, be outside the box. I think everybody holds themselves to high expectations. and. I do hold myself to high expectations, but I think it's just finding the line between reality and your dreams and just just finding that balance. So, you know, um, if my teammates find me, they find me. If not, I got to make another play, like get the rebound or just play defense. And last night's game, Zion is the first rookie since the NBA-ABA merger in 1976 and 1977 to have a 30.5 rebound, 5 assist game in fewer than 30 minutes. It was the fewest games a number one pick needed to score 30 points since Allen Iverson in his debut in 1996. I mean, just look at some of his advanced stats. Per 36 minutes, Zion's averaging 28 points per game, 10.2 boards, 3.1 assists on 57% shooting. And he just has a dominating presence about him. When he's on the court, he's a dominating force, a monster among men, and the Pelicans are grabbing 34.9% of available offensive rebounds when Zion is on the floor. So that would rank them first in the NBA by a wide margin. And I'll tell you this, everyone wants to talk about positionless basketball. Everyone wants to talk about small ball. Look what the Houston Rockets did by trading Clint Capella and replacing him with Robert Covington. Everyone's calling him the Pocket Rockets. Well, hey, I think that Zion Williamson, he's going to be a dominating center in this league. He's going to be playing the five, and it already shows on the Pelicans' offense. Look at the impact he's had when he's played the five. The Pelicans, they're outscoring opponents by 24.9 points per 100 possessions, with him manning the five. That's a 119.7 offensive rating and a 94.9 defensive rating. Both would rank as league best. Those would be the best offensive and defensive ratings in the league with Zion at the five. Guys, this is something special brewing in New Orleans. Zion Williamson is going to take over this league. And look, it's no secret, the only thing that's standing in the way of Zion in a Hall of Fame career, Zion in championships  – Zion and MVPs is the injury bug. Can he avoid major injuries? Will those knees be able to hold up? Because, hey, that is a lot to ask. All the force, all the power that he plays with. But I'm telling you right now, basketball gods, if you're listening, if I have one wish, that is to keep Zion Williamson healthy for the next 12 to 15 years. Please give us 8 to 12 to 15 years of Zion Williamson. The game needs it. The NBA needs it. We deserve to see this level of dominance he's such a unique player standing at six foot six he's so explosive he knows how to play this game he has a great basketball IQ I want to see him on the floor and if that doesn't happen I think he'll end up as the NBA's Jim Brown Jim Brown Played nine seasons in the NFL, ended his career early, but he's still considered to be one of the best players in NFL history. And I think Zion will do the same in the NBA. Now, the question is, can he still win Rookie of the Year over John Morant? Look, John Morant has had a great Rookie season. He's averaging over 17 points a game, over seven assists, but Zion Williamson is a better player right now than John Moran. He's a more dominating player. He's the future of the NBA. Hey, there's still 29 games left to play. If Zion can have a monster finish, if the Pelicans can take that eighth seed away and make it over the Memphis Grizzlies, I think absolutely Zion Williamson. I'm not worried about the quantity, I'm worried about the quality. And Zion Williamson, he might be even playing like an MVP towards the last 29 games of the season. So even if he doesn't win Rookie of the Year, Zion's going to win Rookie of the Decade. He's going to be the best rookie in this class. There's no question about it, as long as he keeps getting buckets in the Big Easy. But before we wrap, I want to hit you with some Get More Sports facts on Zion Williamson. Standing at 6'6", 285 pounds, he's the second heaviest player in the NBA, only behind the seven foot three, 290 pound center, Boban Marjanovic. He is huge, he's named after Mount Zion in Jerusalem, and last night he became the first rookie since 1976 and 1977 to compile a 30 point, five rebound, five assist game in 30 or fewer minutes. The last rookie to achieve that feat was Nick Kazzie Russell all the way back in 1966. You know, when people on the team had to get jobs in the off season, that's how long it's been since a guy came to the league and was as dominant as Zion Williamson. I'm here for this ride with Mount Zion. But that is going to do it for episode 101 of the Get More Sports Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you get your podcast these days. And be sure to head over to YouTube and give me all your takes right down below in the comment section. I want all your takes. Right down below in the comment section. Be sure to follow me at dmac underscore LA. That's at dmac underscore LA for all things related to the Get More Sports Podcast. But be sure to head to YouTube and comment on all the videos so I can read them off live on the next episode of the Get More Sports Podcast. We're going to be coming back at you Friday. A jam-packed show for you guys. Have a great rest of your day. See you guys Friday. And I'm out.